You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Well, let's do this. Let's get our Bibles out. We're going to kind of jump around just a little bit. I want you to open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. And I know if you've been a part of this church for a while, you, we get into the book of Romans and you're like, oh, we're, we're headed down that road again. And I, I don't know if you remember or how long it's been. How long were we in Romans? It was almost, it was a long time. Cruiser would say that we were in it for a long time. Miranda, do you remember how long we were in it? I think it was like almost a year, maybe two years or something like that. We were in Matthew for like a year, but it was good. But I want to kind of finish. We're kind of wrapping up. If, if you're just now joining in and maybe you haven't seen, we've been doing this since Monday. We've been, uh, we started this last Monday. We started these things called Seven Days of Purpose. And, and all it really was was just something to kind of prime the pump, something to be able to, to kind of get us focused and pressing in going into the new year. Right, and all we did, basically did was we grabbed some truths, we grabbed some, some kind of foundational pieces of, of not just the, 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 the faith of uh, Freedom Church, but just our, our foundational pieces of, of our Christian uh, life. And we kind of made, and we kind of brought those out, and there were others that we could have jumped in on and, and, and really hashed out, but we chose these seven. We start off with day one, we talked about God being bigger than he is and seeing God and seeing his authority. On day two, we jumped into uh, talking about, I think Ryan and Megan spoke about community and the need for community, and I love something that Megan said just stood out to me. It said, man, be first. Man, if we're going to walk in community, that we should be the ones that are being first and not waiting for community to come to us. That we need to step out and do that. Day three, we talked about everybody's favorite thing. We talked about fasting. And we talked about the need for, for kind of setting aside and setting us ourselves aside from that which we have that's gripped us. Kind of setting ourselves aside for what we think, oh, I can't live without that. And then focusing on the very thing that we actually need. I think on day four, Sonia so elegantly just got in and challenged us because she talked about worship. And, and it was so good because it wasn't just, hey, we should sing. Hey, we should sing some songs and, and maybe, maybe do a couple of hymns. No, she challenged us to, to worship, not just in a place of what we're, where we're comfortable at and what comes naturally, but worshiping out of all areas of our life, even in the things that are seemingly a sacrifice to do. I loved it. And then we started off the new year with thankfulness. Megan brought in such a strong word of, of walking into the new year with an attitude with a mindset of being thankful, powerful. And then Ryan touched on yesterday, he touched on giving. And yeah, I am recapping, but you can still go back on these. I know Ryan loves when I recap. But Ryan touched, touched on giving and talked about the need as a, for a believer to be walking in, in lockstep with, with God and the benefits of that when it comes to our finances and our finances being a testimony for the kingdom. So good. And today, what we're going to wrap up on is something in this church that we've never talked about before. Something we've never dove into. Something we've never discussed. We've never, it's a brand new teaching. We're going to end it on lordship. I know, I know you've never, write that down. It's, it's an L, L-O-R-D, 
right? S-H-I-P. If it's new to you, just write that down. I know if you've been a part of Freedom Church for the last 13 years, you've never heard anything on Lordship. So today what I want to do is kind of start the year where I think we all need to start. Making sure, making sure, because if, if we try to do day one through day six without day seven, without this piece of lordship, without this piece of lordship, that, that we are going to fall short. Things are going to be a work of the flesh. Things are going to be a work uh, just for work's sake. We're going to be trying. We're not going to understand why we're doing these things. But lordship brings everything into focus brings everything into focus and makes it understandable why we do these things, why we worship, why we walk like this in our, in our thankfulness, why we walk like this in our worship, why we walk, walk like this in our giving. And so we're going to kind of tie it all together today. And it just kind of tie it all together. So do me a favor, get your Bibles out, go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And I want to pray, just thank God for his word. Father, we thank you that this word is alive. We thank you that we hear it. Oh, it's a good day. So I want you to see this because if before we get into understanding lordship, we kind of, for us to understand lordship, lordship by definition means that something is above me. So, something is over me and is has rule over me, has something can control over me. But for us to understand true lordship, we have to first understand our position. And I want to, where we're going to end up on this is, 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 is where I think our major struggle is of why it's so hard for us to fully walk into the Lordship of Christ. But we have to first know where we begin, where we're at, what's our true condition before we can move forward. In Romans chapter 1, we're going to just dig this out. Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 21 through 25. Are you with me? Come on now. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 through 25 just says this. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like the mortal human being and birds and animals or reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. Now, I want us to see something there because for us to understand Lordship, you need to understand of where we began this process. Before we ever step into making or acknowledging the Lordship of Christ, we have to acknowledge our true position. And our true position without the acknowledgement of the Lordship of Christ is that we will trade, we will trade the truth for a lie. We will trade the truth for the, for the knowledge of God, the goodness of God, for the lie of our own wisdom, our own thoughts, our own ways, and we will make those things the rulers of our life. In fact, we will make those things and set those things up as gods in our life. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves that we are not. In fact, do me a favor. Go to Romans chapter 3. 
Romans chapter 3 is basically just going to talk about our position. We have to be honest with ourselves and come to the realization that we are not inherently good. I know that's shocking for some of you, and I know that that, that goes against what some people would say, that no, I'm in, I'm in, people are just inherently good, and we just need to get better. No, the Bible says that we are inherently broken. We are inherently, to our core, broken. In fact, go to Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 19. I'm just going to read these truths. We need the Word to work on us today. For us to be able to get into Lordship, we have to understand where we start, to be able to see the goodness of God, and then to move and act accordingly. It says this in Romans chapter 3, starting in verse, uh, I think it's in verse 19. It says this. No, and I'm sorry, I apologize. I think it's 9. It says, what shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all, for we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles, that means you. That means this is the position of everybody. Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. You need to underline that. Without the Lordship of Christ, we are under the power of sin. And it says this, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. This is harsh, man. But this is the reality of our position. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed the blood. They run, they ruin and misery mark their ways and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. This is the position of all of us. Now, I know what you're sitting there saying. You're saying, okay, come on, Pastor Chris. I, I know this. This is like felt board stuff. I know that we were all broken and in need of a Savior. I get this. But listen, if we do not have this understanding, if we do not have this understanding that we were bound by sin, then lordship will never make sense to us. We will never understand, if we do not have firmly grasped that we were bound by something, then the understanding that something else now binds us will not make sense. Are you following me on this? So we've got to lay out the truths of where we stand and where we begin. And where we begin is broken. Where we begin is inherently evil. Where we begin is inherently wrong. Where we begin is inherently as an enemy of God. That's where we are. And we are bound. Listen to me. These things are in control of us. Meaning the sin nature. It is what we are a slave to. But now let's see what it says in Romans chapter 5. Come on. Come on. Stay with me on this. I know this is just, we're just running through the Bible, and I know you want me to stand up here and and cheerlead you and go, come on, 2021 is going to be your year, and it's going to be a year of jubilee, and it's going to be great, and all your dreams are going to come true. I promise you right now that 2021 will be the exact same as 2020 if lordship is not established in your life. 
So we have to have this established for 2021 to be different than 2020. In Romans chapter 5, and this is when we start getting into the good news. In Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 6 through 8, it says this. You see, just at the right time while we were still powerless. And if you're at home, if you've got your Bibles out, you need to write that down. You need to underline that. I was powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. Who's the ungodly? You, me, Jackie, Don, Ryan, Megan, Miranda, Sonia, everybody. We were the ungodly. We were the enemies of God that he said, I am going to die for them. And then it says this. It says in verse 7, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, maybe, maybe somebody would do that. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, and you need to link sinners to slaves to sin. Listen to what I just said. While we were sinners, and sinners equals, it is tying back to the fact that we were slaves to sin. While we were still slaves to sin, Christ died for us. Now, but why? Why is that the case? Why would he do that? Well, this is what I want you to see, and this is where we're going to land today. Romans chapter 6. Come on, let's just keep going. I want you to see this. The Word is just going to teach us today. In Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 15, it says this, What then? Shall, shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Now verse 17, this is the big one. It says, but thanks be to God that though you... you that though you used to be slaves to sins, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Jump down to verse 20. When you were slaves to sins, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap of that? at that time, from things that you are now ashamed of. Those things resulted in death, but now that you have been set free from sin, have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is what? Eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Now listen to me. I want to, why did we go through all of that? Why did we go through starting off and rehashing the fact that we were slaves to sin, powerless to sin, powerless to change, powerless to do all these things, and then show us through the word that Christ, while we were powerless, died for us, the unrighteous, he, he sacrificed the righteous for the unrighteous, so that we could become now slaves to righteous, which leads to life. Why? Why do we go through all that? And, and how does that apply to lordship? Well, this is the problem. 
I, I think where we struggle is not the understanding of those things and, and in that order. What I think where we struggle is simply this. We struggle with walking into lordship with Christ because we treat Christ and we treat the lordship of Christ as we treat uh, as we treated our relationship with sin. Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor Chris? Well, let me just explain. I genuinely believe that we, prior to Christ, do not and did not see ourselves as slaves to something. What I mean by that is, is when prior to Christ, and when we hear the Bible talk about that we need to make ourselves obedient to Christ, and slaves to His righteousness, it's foreign to us because we looked at our life prior to Christ and we were like, wait a second, why would I need to make Christ in control? Because I've always been in control. I've always been the master of my life. I was always the master of my sin and even my problems. I was the master of those things. And the reality of it is, is when we see what the Word says, when we see what it really lays out in front of us, that we have always, whether to Christ or to sin, we have always walked in lordship. Meaning we, that sin life has always controlled us. Meaning even when we said, I am Lord of it, it was a lie. The reality for you to walk into the true lordship of Christ is we have to break off the lie that we were ever the Lord of our life prior to this. Does that make sense? Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? Meaning we, we kind of have this mindset that lordship only starts, that, that becoming slaves to something only starts when we come to Christ. And prior to that, it was me, man. I owned this thing. I ran this, th this thing. I ran this shop. It was my world, my thing. I did this. But the reality of it is, is the Bible's going to say, listen. No, 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 no. You should understand, Lord, because this already owns you. This sin life already owns you. You already walked in obedience to this sin life. You thought you were in control, and that's the lie of the enemy. To make you ever think that you were in control as if you were in control of that addiction or you were in control of that lifestyle or you were in control of those things. Like, no, 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 I got this. Man, the reality of it is, the reality of it is, is very simple. For prior to Christ, I operated in lordship whether I called it that or not. I operated in lordship, but my Lord was my sin nature, my sin life. And then the Bible's going to say, listen, for you to step out of that, now that you know what Christ has done, that you were powerless to separate yourself from that sin life, powerless to separate yourself from that sin nature, He comes in and does that, separates, does the work for you. Now He's saying that same allegiance that you placed on it, now turn your allegiance to Christ. And you would say, oh, but, but, I, but I wasn't a slave, man, friend. Man, we were all slaves. But the Bible is going to say 
that, that through the power of Christ and through the power of what He did, He unlinked us. He gave us a way to unlink ourselves from that which we didn't have power over. And then to link ourselves to that which gives us power of life. So I think the struggle is, is not that we don't understand lordship. It's not that we can't explain it or even talk about it and we'll even declare it in church and we'll talk about it that, yeah, we have it. I, I, I think it's foreign to us because we, we feel like in our past we weren't and now we're doing something different. Friend, listen to me. This is no different except, except now we're turning our allegiance to that which brings life. Lordship is obedience to Christ that brings life and not death. Everything that you thought you were in control of was just leading to death and destruction. And Christ says, listen, turn that allegiance to me. Turn that same allegiance now that you know that I've died for you. Now that you know what I've done for you. Now that you know that I have all authority in heaven and earth. Turn that same allegiance that you had to that and link it to me. See, that's lordship. And, and maybe we've never truly, maybe honestly for you, for me, maybe in our past, maybe we've never really stepped into lordship in our life because we've, we've never really understood the fact of becoming, man, I was a slave to this. I didn't control that. It controlled me. But now I am making myself a slave. I am making, through the act of obedience, myself a slave to the lordship of Christ, which leads me to life. And maybe that's been our struggle the whole time because I kind of, when I deal with Christ, I still feel like I'm kind of in control. You know, it's kind of that weird prayer that, that we've all been told, man, if we just, all you have to do is make Jesus Lord of your life. Man, there's, listen, we just went through Romans and realized I don't have the authority to make him Lord of anything. He is the Lord of everything. All I'm doing is acknowledging his Lordship. I'm acknowledging that He is Lord over... I don't give you the right to be Lord of my life. I don't give you the right to be Lord of my circumstances in my way. I'm not giving you the right to do... I'm acknowledging the fact that you already do have that. And I'm either going to choose to be a slave to that which brings death, or I'm going to be a slave and be obedient and link, link all of my obedience to you, to your Lordship in my life. Guys, when we have that understanding, boy, it changes everything. It changes how we walk in community. It changes how we worship. It changes how we use our money. It changes how we walk in our life, how we operate with people, how we walk in forgiveness, how we walk in our attitudes, how we walk in everything. When I've linked myself to Him, when I have become a slave to Him, when I become a slave to His righteousness and His Lordship, and something changes. Something changes more so than just, hey, you know what, I'll still be the Lord of my life, but I'll talk about Jesus and I'll bring, I'll consult Him on some things so I can move forward. Or, or maybe I have a couple of questions or maybe I, I need something so I'll consult Him and maybe He'll give me those things. No. 
This is not a consultant. This is not two kings negotiating. This is, this is a broken man that has no power to change his position, linking himself to that which has saved him. That is true lordship. And man, that should affect us how we walk through the day. That should affect how we talk. That should affect how we think. That should affect all aspects of our life. And listen to me. That should affect us. There should be conviction on us. And listen, we make conviction a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's convicting us unto life. Listen to me. This is a good barometer. If there hasn't been conviction, like if, if you've walked through the last week and there has not been conviction in your life, then you might be missing lordship. Did you what I just said? Man, if, if I have not felt the Holy Spirit convict me for a couple of days, there might be an issue that I might not be walking in the Lordship I should be. Because He is always calling me to life. He is always dealing with, with me out of love, calling me to things. Guys, I, I want us to walk into 2021 in, in a way that maybe we've never walked into before. I know our prayer is always, God, use me. God, use me for your kingdom. God, do something. I just want to be a part. There is no way for you to walk into the things that he has for you until you have lordship established in your life. It's impossible. There will always be trips. There will always be, he will call you into something. And if you do not have lordship, you will argue. You will bargain, you will barter with him to change something. But when you have lordship established, if he says give, you'll give. If he says go, you'll go. If he says stay, you'll stay. If he says pick up and move, you'll do it. If he says give everything, you'll do it. If he says let yourself be poured out as a drink offering, then you'll, you'll be poured out for him. But none of that takes place until we understand our true position, who we are, a broken man. Not just a broken man, but a slave to unrighteousness, a slave to sin that held us and we were powerless to change anything about it. Come on, don't fool yourself. You were never in control. You weren't. You were never in control. You were either lorded over by your slave nature, but I beg you today to choose the Lordship of Christ. Link yourself to life. Link yourself to that which will free you, I guarantee it. You want freedom? Walk in the Lordship of Christ. You want 2021 to be different? Have this established in you. Nothing goes past this. This is, this is no way, to, there's no way to get around this. I'm either a slave to my sinful nature or I'm a slave to Christ. I, this is either my Lord or the, or the Lord of all is either my Lord. That's it. And that's my prayer for us today. That's my hope is, as the first Sunday of the, uh, of the new year, if we're going to establish anything, I could have taught on anything, but if we do not have this established, man, we're not starting off on the right foot. My prayer is that this rests on us like a wet blanket, 
My prayer is that this consumes us. My prayer is that we would dig in as mature believers and get into Romans again and go through Romans chapter 1, Romans 3, Romans 5, Romans 6. See what he's done and then act accordingly so that we can be changed, used, set free, walking unto life, no longer bound, no longer bound by that which means harm and death and despair, but linking ourselves to that which leads to life. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com. 